0: There are two wolves inside you. One is James Caster interviewing Richard Iowati. The other is Richard Iowati threatening James Acaster with two handfuls of eggs. Welcome to Geekcast Live.
1: It's a trap. Hold ah! on,
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 342 of the Geek Cast Live podcast. I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob
0: Hello, friends.
2: <laughs> and Jim Nance.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Nick. No, it's uh, Cartoon Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Nick can't be with us tonight for reasons. Yeah. I think he's getting Writing a hem. He's writing either a he's, hymn, which is what I heard. I mm-hmm. heard he was writing a
0: hymn.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, a hymn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An hymn. The hymn? Spelled, <laughs> spelled like time. His Good horse verb.
0: perished in a shipwreck. <laughs> and he's having his John Newton moment.
2: <laughs> That's a cut. I don't get that reference.
0: <laughs> John Newton wrote uh, Amazing Grace. Nice. That is and, such and, a deep cut. You just and he, did his he wrote horse it. Die on a ship. No, his his family did. I didn't want to make Nick's family die in my joke. Oh, world. okay, that's fair. <laughs> so I, I killed don't... his horse instead. Yeah, <laughs> well, somebody had to go. <laughs> oh, the one where we kill
2: Nick's horse. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so hey, it's uh, we we actually didn't do anything last week. No, we, uh, we, I just uh, had
0: that, that John Mulaney, like, what did you do this weekend? I did nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing.
2: (laughs) It was great. I did nothing. Uh, our guys from paprika took over the show and look, I gotta say, we should, we should probably fold
3: it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a message from, from cousin Dave about, uh, he wants to start a petition to get seed to replace me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. But and I,
0: the fun- I and I told him, the him for the thing. right price. Here's the
2: other thing. He he texted me and said, I'm starting a petition to get seed to replace you. And that's, what, that's what he texted me. And I just said, like, the, uh, where do I sign? I'll sign it.
3: What's weird is I was talking to Dave and we were trying to get <laughs> Nick replaced. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I feel of- like... <laughs> and all you so have to do is kill his horse. <laughs>
2: Oh, Nick owns horses. That's funny. Uh, they are the worst creatures. That's why I picked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. I am, in honor of him not being on the show this week, I, uh, I am watching Fast and the
3: Furious Hobbs and Shaw. So, nice. Yeah. I, I thought that we as a culture had forgotten that that existed.
2: For some reason, when we record on Wednesday nights, so I guess not Wednesdays at 10 p.m. HBO plays the most fuck wild lineup they can think of. There's never a Whenever I turn it on, just to have something playing in the background, right? There is never I'm never going through the guide and being like, Oh, like, you know, the sting or, you know, oceans 11. It's always like, here's six movies. No one wants to watch. <laughs> it's Hobbs and shaw geostorm it was geostorm i think
0: all of last season basketball you ever get basketball on there i lo- well i wish i love basketball it's a good movie <laughs> I feel like it was always on HBO. Well, I, movies I like, Rob, are movies that a lot of people don't like.
3: I know. It was just, it, it was <laughs> breathtaking how quickly you backpedaled from, like, one
2: <laughs> sentiment to the other there. <laughs> you ever get baseball? I do like it, too. You know what? I, you know what, I really do like it. Uh,
3: oh, man. That's I just figured stuff. it's a
0: movie that no one, they don't you don't see it on any other channel You're anymore. For- You're right. I would agree with that. It it used to get it used
2: to get a lot of play. Which is weird. On well growing up, we had Cinemax. And it was it was on Cinemax was like edgy HBO. It was like the Walmart to Cinemax's target or HBO's target. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I know exactly what, what you mean.
2: That's what it was like. They they are the same thing. They serve the same purpose, but
0: I feel just, like there are a number of times I've seen it on like, I've seen like the censored version on TNT.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where they try to syndicate it for a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's not the same movie.
0: No, no. And it makes even less sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes, it's gotta make less. Like sense. it's already a movie that doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it was a uh, Cinemax. We were talking about that the other day. Softcore porn. Cinemax. There are there's an entire generation of people that grew up watching softcore porn, like Shannon Tweed. I don't think Cinemax does that anymore.
3: Hmm.
0: I don't I don't know. I haven't I, I, I haven't seen Cinemax
2: since I was a teenager, right. so I don't
0: know. I, yeah, I haven't watched Cinemax since we got the uh uh we had that card <laughs> that you could get from like Dan Balancy for Cause he worked for right, direct TV.
2: Yeah. And you'd put the card. That was when your, your direct TV receiver had a card in it and that gave you your programming. Right? Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. So my parents had a so actual, cats. well, my parents had a huge satellite dish, mm-hmm. right? Oh my God. They did like a fucking giant one that you, you turned, <laughs> you literally turned it in. Yeah. You positioned it to, to hook up with different fucking satellites so like we had a fucking knob that we fucking turned and like satellite. And I'm sure there, it wasn't this satellite that had HBO and Cinemax and it was satellite G six right on the dial. So you'd turn the G six and then you'd actually fucking hear the fucking thing start moving to orient itself with that satellite so we could get HBO and Cinemax.
0: <laughs> you unlocked a memory I didn't know I had. Yeah, I remember doing it all the time. It sucked because it be I remember
2: primitives. Well, what was so fucking weird about it is there's only one reason for like a 16-year-old kid on a like a Thursday night at midnight to tune into Cinemax. <laughs> oh yeah, it was right, right? for softcore. <laughs> it was for softcore porn. And so my parents would go to sleep and I would tune wow. the satellite in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, looks like Ryan's jerking it again.
3: Uh, uh, uh. Uh, (laughs) afraid by technology yeah I was betrayed yes Uh, that's not the first or last time that happened nope
2: (laughs) no it's not (laughs) fucking satellites we actually had Ryan Reynolds is in this
0: movie will he do will he say no
2: he'll say no to nothing well there's nothing he won't say no to Ryan sure. Reynolds is in Fast and the
3: Furious. Hmm.
0: Fantastic!
3: I'm that's honestly neat. amazed that it took so long. <laughs> you're I'm, you're a little shocked he wasn't in the first one. Yeah, exactly. Like it was if if it wasn't for you know Paul Walker going out in a blaze of glory, they probably. I guess that happened years later. Yeah. Speaking. I Speaking of, this, of Paul Walker and his blaze of glory well and softcore porn and, hard and he, porn.
2: yeah larry flint died today the day of this recording the 10th of november we lost larry flint
0: may his memory be a blessing a uh uh an
2: uh, uh ardent supporter of the first amendment he was the porn guy right he hustler yeah oh, nice. hustler magazine he uh a little little thing uh i i told rob at dinner tonight but joe i'll tell you maybe you didn't know it um every member of congress uh gets a in their mail gets a copy of hustler magazine because larry flint made sure to always send every member of congress their monthly copy of hustler magazine
0: that's incredible yeah that's like the whole congress like uh like uh, bernie and- bernie
3: sanders gets right. a, he gets a hustler every month <laughs> you know who Larry Flint actually is Horace Slughorn Uh, boss Nass. Hmm. Yeah, that too.
0: (laughs) Was it the, uh, that one Senator who turns into goo in the first X-Men?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Specifically at the moment that he turns to goo.
2: Hey, listen, I have, speaking of X-Men, I've got a WandaVision theory for you. And I don't know if we should get into that now. I don't know if we should maybe pivot to a do review and save WandaVision theory crafting for the later part of the show, but please don't let me get off this call without talking to you about my WandaVision theory.
0: I have one weird connection I want to make to Larry Flint first, and then we can move on to whatever you want. The chairperson of my church has a cousin who recently developed Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. who was the lawyer for Larry Flint in front of the Supreme Court.
2: Nice. Really? Mm-hmm.
3: That's exceptionally cool. Right? I mean not the Alzheimer's part, but the, no, the Alzheimer's part, no, part no, sucks. The, Alzheimer's but the other sucks. bits are okay. <laughs> if it were for the Alzheimer's part, I wouldn't have found out about it though. <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's that's really neat. Yeah, he's he's like the reason she wanted to be a lawyer and and why she like like there have been a couple of times where she's been like the 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 only the only uh, amendment that really matters is the the right to free speech, because without it, all the other amendments don't matter because she, she's like a free speech absolutist in her in the way that she reads constitutional law. And, and that's why, because that's the guy who inspired her to be a lawyer. Wow, yeah. that's
2: really you know, this is it's so weird because. So there's something I want to talk about in the do review that's going to tie back to I think the First Amendment, and then uh, it's it's weird how this entire episode is going to be connected via Larry Flint.
0: Yes, I can't wait. Yeah. Yep. The, is the title of this episode going to be "The Geeks versus Larry Flint"? <laughs> it is now.
2: Uh, let me write that down. The Geeks versus Larry Flint. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well let's let's jump into the do review. Alright. Uh yes. Hello. It is time for the do review now. Okay, so Rob, I believe the do review is uh
2: yours this week.
3: Yeah, so um we're coming uh kind of hot off the heels of all of this uh Wall Street bets stuff that had been going on uh the last couple of weeks or so. Um, two weeks, three weeks, I believe at this point uh, for those of you who don't know it was a group of uh, Redditors coming together um, whenever a hedge fund was attempting to um, uh, sell off a bunch of GameStop stock at uh, an incredible low rate in the loss um, uh, attempting to like take the stock essentially to make a bunch of money on it so a uh, bunch of people organized on the internet, bought into a bunch of the stock, driving the price of it up, and causing this hedge fund to lose a bunch of money. A uh, bunch, a bankrupted bunch of money. It. Yes, bankrupted it. Um, as many dollars as the universe is old. It's it was a thing <laughs> of beauty. But yes. anyway. <laughs> Um, so there's been like uh, a handful of things like that that have come of this story. One being like uh, the sudden rise and fall of like GameStop and AMC, and I think there were a couple of other uh, stocks specifically um, that have uh, like had huge spikes and have since tapered off, uh, along with uh, the recent uh, push for uh, the meme cryptocurrency dogecoin which is the most amazing sentence i think that is (laughs) coming out coming out of my mouth this year well and Uh, that's that's what i want to talk about with elon
2: musk is dogecoin specifically but go ahead
3: Well, yeah. So we, yeah, let's start there then. Uh, So Dogecoin, I mean, it's been around for, uh, you know, some, some many years now. And uh, again, it was just kind of like a, a, whenever cryptocurrencies were coming up, Dogecoin was like, we're going to make a cryptocurrency too, because everyone else on the internet has one. Dogecoin, much bit. Right. So like, we're going to have a meme currency and like that was the birth of dogecoin uh it had been worth like percentages of pennies for a long period of time like seeing like some marginal gains up to the like the penny mark um and i think that's about whenever like you started uh talking about it uh or like i heard you talking about it ryan it was around whenever it was like the the penny mark right i bought so i bought
2: uh 1200 doge coins um and at the time each doge coin was under a cent under paying. it was like it was like 0. 0.8 cents when i bought nice. 1200 of them
0: so you bought like two dollars worth
2: correct yeah nice um and where the conversation is now it because well, a couple days ago basically elon much elon much
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Elon correct.
2: Musk said uh, Dogecoin is the currency of the future and Dogecoin jumped to 8 cents so it was at 0.8 of 1 cent when I bought it and it moved all the way to 8 cents that's oh, wow. a oh, yeah. it's a huge jump. gains and he continues to talk about Dogecoin and now all of Twitter is talking about Dogecoin and it's basically like we're, we've attached ourselves to Uncle Elon, and he's going to take us to the moon. And the goal is to get Dogecoin at a dollar. This should be huge because well, I mean, like it it's be been around en- it for it would be enormous. Yeah, it's... my two dollar investment would equate to twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Dogecoin. And... Now that's not the forty thousand dollars that Bitcoin is at. No, by a long shot. But that's. That's still a significant investment. Unbelievable. That's
0: That's a great sell it for twelve hundred dollars money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's lose that's sell all of my dogecoin away. Right. But the question is where where people are talking now is what he did what he did essentially is manipulate the market sure by just by just saying he could say and he's done that probably and he
3: he's done that particularly a lot not just with like dogecoin i'm I'm honestly
0: surprised he hasn't faced some some serious sac fines
3: well
2: but is he doing anything different than jim kramer on mad money when he says buy this stock now it's gonna be hot
0: Oh, for Dogecoin, I don't think so. For Tesla, well, I think is well. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's
2: illegal for him to do it for Tesla, right? But he doesn't tweet about Tesla financials specifically. Uh, he might, <laughs> does he? he yeah, has a couple of
1: times from time to time. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, so that's bla- That's that's uh, okay. Then that's illegal. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I mean, there's whatever point no, you're, that's there, the you're fight, making. That's not what? the point you're making. That's though. not the point
1: I'm making. The
2: point I'm making I'm is can Elon you. Musk be able to say, um, "Hey," I think everyone should buy X stock. Sure. Um, Let's, let's drive the value way up. Yeah. Now on one hand, yes, he's just a private individual. And just because people follow his investing advice, does not make it illegal? Right. And if you take that away from him, then you can't allow anyone to give investment advice at all. Right. 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 Then there's no money or or whatever. But is there a problem with the fact that he has, a big enough platform as Elon Musk that he can. I mean, he's swung Dogecoin through the roof and it's only at seven cents right now. Currently, right now, it's at seven, seven point nine oh, cents.
0: How do you even buy Dogecoin?
2: Even I can, I'm get- still, it, it's available on Robinhood right now. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. So, and I think there's an app called Crypto that it's on yeah. now of, of, of officially. My thing is I don't know where to spend Dogecoin. So yeah, right. th- the only thing I can do at that point is uh, sell it when I feel like it's uh, peaking.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. I don't I don't think anybody is really accepting Dogecoin yet. Um, I mean, you might be able to get some, like, internet pharmacists for that good stuff, but you're right. going to be paying a well, lot. It's not, of, it's not the future yet. of Doge. That's not...
2: Yeah, it's not. I would, if name. I worked at a job where I accepted tips, I would accept Dogecoin. Yeah. That's a tip. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't know how to transact that. Whoa. Like, I would, have to do, I would have to write down, like, four Dogecoin on a cocktail napkin. I'd be like, sweet. You might as well, I mean,
3: <laughs> you might as well just write, like, dark money on it. And, like, <laughs> like dark money like literally for just a value. Right, exactly. Like, dark money on a napkin, scribble and scrawn, split over. <laughs> and it, it it just says dark money on it
2: yeah exactly like cool mm. <laughs> so anyway i just uh, i thought yeah that i don't idea. know
0: i'm really torn because i'm i'm with you with someone someone with a platform that big who like that's not his job to commentate on it it's a really tough it's really tough <laughs> it's really it's a question of like like i i think he should be allowed to do it the question is should twitter allow him to do it you uh, know like uh, is, is yeah. twitter culpable on their platform for him giving shitty advice because his platform is so big on their platform.
3: And I think that, like, one of the other questions, I guess, that, that this line of thought obviously brings up is at what point in time is it. At what point in time, I guess, is a person culpable for uh, manipulating the market, manipulating the market, because like. All right, so like with the specifically with the GameStop and the the, the the Wall Street bets thing, like there there was a, a person who was primarily like driving that that initially started off on 4chan and then dumped dumped this uh, stuff into Reddit, which is what of course it started on 4chan. Of course I miss it. Did. That part it's the barely... internet. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Right, all all things right. on the internet it's, start on 4chan. It's the
3: primordial pool of fucking yeah. primordial cesspool of the internet. All things it's, on the it's, internet. It's,
0: it's the tropical depression of the internet.
3: <laughs> yeah, infinitus on depression. Um, yeah. Oh but, yeah. Okay. So uh, so yeah. Uh, so I mean, at what point in time does a person become responsible for manipulating the market? Because like, sure, I, I, with the the Wall Street's Beth thing, like, sure, the first guy that made a post and decided that they were going to try and influence the market right the for the first guy who was like hey right i hey, cranked
0: the numbers on this and they are short selling 150 percent of game stocks right. stock
3: right exactly like we can we can make a killing on this and drive this hedge fund entirely like we could drive it out of existence um we should do this. And like, of course, it only takes like a handful of people on 4chan and Reddit before that idea. Like before you start getting enough posts on a diff- enough different boards and things along those lines and like getting the kind of foot traffic that you need for people to be like, oh, yeah, I've got a dollar to put into GameStop. And well, like- you got to think, too, this all coincided.
2: It was kind of a a perfect confluence of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had you had this. Um, massive anomaly of short-sold GameStop stock. Mm-hmm. You had the initial investor, the guy who co-founded Chewy, mm-hmm. who put a bunch of money in the GameStop because he saw this as an opportunity not to buy the short-sold stocks to fuck hedge funds, but literally, I can buy it. It's so cheap that I could buy enough of it that they actually put him on the board right. of GameStop. And then he, he put in, he, he, ushered, this was, uh, well before everything happened, but what it did is it like, they put him on the board and then he closed down locations, which drove the revenue up on the locations that stayed open, you know? Cause if mm-hmm. there's, if you got, you know, if, if in Lafayette, West Lafayette in the end, if there's two game stops and you cl- one on West side, one in Lafayette and you close the West side one, the Lafayette one's going to get more traffic. Right. It's just how it would work. Right. And then they saved all the overhead. (laughs) He's transitioning them to more of an online platform, yada, yada, yada. So you had all that going on. You still had the fact, you still had the fact that all of the stocks were being gobbled up by these hedge funds thinking that it was going to fail. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you had a, a literal nation of Redditors who were staying at home and just got $600 stimulus checks. Mm -hmm. And when you put all of that together, it creates, it created that and the, I don't want to say the emergence of wall street bets, but the fact that wall street bets was doing their I don't know if they were, if, if that's how it was fun, but they were doing the, the YOLO stock buying game where basically people were like spinning a wheel and if a stock landed on GameStop you put 10 grand into it. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I didn't so, know about that. So you
2: had these guys with big money who were doing cuz they had they had like um uh like stock market porn where you would post like big like big wins but mm-hmm. also big losses. Oh yeah. And all of this was going on right around the time that people were like I don't know who the original guy was but he was like hey you should we should start buying GameStop stock. And and that's when and then that's when Wall Street bets. Have you guys seen a video of the discord chat for that? Where it actually sounded it's a video chat or it's a video of the audio room of the Wall Street bets discord server. And it sounded like the floor of a fucking stock exchange.
3: Oh, Jesus. It's wild. it
2: was. It's 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 buck wild. And then, you know. It seems to me like when Robin Hood shut down the trading on those stocks. Mm-hmm. And hedge funds were bailing out other hedge funds. And it wasn't, I mean, that was the death knell of it, right? I mean, because that stopped everything. Oh, yeah, and, pretty
0: much. Yeah, And, and then, the then f- Robinhood started involuntarily selling people's stock. Yeah.
2: Did they involuntarily sell it or just stop yep. people from buying yeah, it? They stopped no. people from
0: buying it, and then certain people, they actually liquidated the stock. Yeah. And sent them a message like, Hey, um, for your own... For your own safety, we decided to do this.
3: Yeah, Fuck we sold that. this right. Yeah, no, like that that was something that they absolutely did.
2: <laughs> wow, I didn't yeah. know that Yo. I know they I know they throttled it and then they got major pushback and opened it back up. correct some, and now it's completely open again, but the market's right it's writ itself right we uh, we, we passed the, the
0: date of the of the I can't remember the word for it of no.
2: The squeeze. The, the, the yeah. squeeze. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I Man. didn't know Robinhood did that. They actually just said, like, hey, we just sold all that stock for you.
3: Yeah. 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 There were, there were absolutely some people's accounts. Is there anything, is there anything in the fine print that says they can do that? So I think that it was, if I remember correctly, for a specific style of investment for a stock, but it wasn't necessarily like just buying partials of a stock like like you would be doing for for whatever stock that you might be investing in on like Robin Hood right. or, you know, Sipho or something like that. Right. Um But I, I, I guess I don't know the inner machinations of like how that kind of relationship would normally work between a person with vested interest and a broker that would deal with said like, you know, stocks or like whatever you're investing in or some shit like that. So I don't know if it would like, I I don't know if what would be a comparable comparison to something like that. Um, And if that is something that they are legally allowed to do, or if it was in the best interest of people, um at the time because i know it, or or if they had like the the ability to make that call at all to begin with because it, it wasn't their money even though that they're in this broker role because i know that a while ago robin hood got in
2: some hot water because there was the kid who didn't understand really what he was doing and he woke up one morning and saw that he owed like $1.2
3: million. So mm-hmm. it, it was $730,000. $730, okay. Um, no. And it was, it was partially because the, the way that the Robin hoods UI is set up, it, it displayed that he had lost $730,000. Right. Um, not stating that he had owed it or anything along those lines it, like it 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 was definitely like seemingly like the fault of robin hood and and their their user interface and the way that they were displaying the information or at least that's what like his family and the current lawsuit that's being fought fi- you know that has been filed by them and their lawyer um has has said to to Robin Hood. Um I don't know if Robin Hood like put anything back out about that to like say one way or another what well, the response I, was. Yeah.
2: Supposedly it was that situation that they leaned into when they explained why they did what they did when it came to stopping people from buying game stock on Amazon. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fact they were wanting they were protecting hedge funds, or they were protecting. It had nothing to do
0: with the fact that they're actually owned by the hedge fund that was bankrupted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They yeah. they found a very
2: convenient way. It's mm-hmm. kind of like sacking Zack Snyder after his daughter committed suicide, and then blaming it on that rather than the fact that you wanted his movie to be Joss Whedon like. Right. They found. They said, "Boy, how can we spin this?" He said, "Oh, what about that one poor kid who." Didn't know how to fucking read the app. Let's let's blame that situation on what we do. We did. And then no one can say anything otherwise. Right. It was super shady all around. Basically.
0: And I was I was listening uh, this morning to last week's even more news with Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll um, and they had a financial advisor on named Eva Cantor uh, who was explaining that Robin Hood. She's pretty sure that Robin Hood was going to go under soon anyway. And so it didn't really cost like from a, from a financial standpoint, they weren't going to lose anything by losing customers in this particular short squeeze. And so they had more to gain by like selling people's stocks and keeping their connections with hedge funds than they did with, you know, being responsible brokers.
3: Chuck. <laughs> wow. What
2: happens to like, what happens to my stock? that i don't I have, know of, that i've purchased through robin hood that's if a really robin good goes under do i lose all that
0: no i think i mean i i mean because I, I own this can't imagine right? you would yeah but i don't know i mean, I, I, I tried it, to get onto robin it, hood like a year ago and i saw that like the the material on it that you had to read before you could click accept was like 40 pages and i was like i don't have time to read i'm not pages. reading that <laughs> i'm not sure i want to i'm not sure i want to get tied up in something that requires 40 pages of reading <laughs> Yeah.
3: And <laughs> which, is why,
2: which is why you haven't read The Stand. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. No, it's got to be worth it. <laughs> I got to know what I'm getting out of it. At least I it's, knew what I was getting out of The Stand. It's got to be your bull. Yeah, a uh, great story and then a terrible last hundred pages. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for all the years of enjoyment, Mr. Stephen King. Please mm-hmm. don't listen to this podcast and take that out of context.
0: Mm-hmm. No, please. Come argue with us. Tell us why those last hundred pages are the best. <laughs> I would poop myself. <laughs> Defend anyway, yourself, th- sir.
3: Anyway, I think uh, I don't know, is there anything else we need to touch on with your do review up? Uh yeah, I guess either get involved with capitalism and buy stocks or don't. And uh, if you don't, hmm. then spend I, that money doing mutual aid stuff and helping out people in your community and I, setting up mutual aid networks.
0: I've got a good point to add. Yeah. Um. Remember what happens when lots of people work together to do things.
3: Yeah. That's true.
2: Regardless of what it is. Yeah, regardless of what it is. Yeah, powers and numbers. We're, are-
0: we're more powerful together than... Individuals who who seem like they wield a lot of power,
2: unless you've got this cyderet crystal, and then you're, yeah, damn near unstoppable your by yourself. Yeah. Strong,
0: right, right, yeah, pretty
2: fucking strong. that's, yeah, Saw's that's rat. that. That's
3: cool. mm. sriracha crystals.
0: Sriracha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I've never seen. Anyway, that's a, a, a great do review, Rob. Uh, it's been a topic we should have discussed probably two weeks ago. Thanks. I've never seen Hobbs and Shaw. And but, but I I just watched The Rock in the passenger seat of like a McLaren. Mm-hmm. Um stick his arm out and like choke grab a dude on a motorcycle that was heading the other direction at speed. <laughs> and rather than the Rock's arm ripping backwards and completely destroying his elbow shoulder Uh he he just took the dude off the bike and then drove him into a wall (laughs) and then this is which which also didn't break his elbow shoulder which also didn't break his elbow shoulder correct this is fantastic
0: that's what i've i've heard it's really it's really great like fantasy storytelling this is a this might be a masterclass in (laughs) film.
3: I I have heard that from
0: people who study film about, about the fast and the furious franchise. About
3: about Hobbs and Shaw specifically in the fast and furious franchise. Classically
2: trained Idris Elba. Is in this movie. (laughs) I'm worried for his financials if he's taking this role, although I did just watch an awesome, uh, the Hollywood reporter does a thing on YouTube. That's called, it's the actor's round mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And I watched one with, uh, Kevin Bacon and, uh, God, some other people, but one of them was, uh, uh, he's in sh- uh, William H. Macy. Oh, nice. And one of the things they talked about is, like, how do you choose a role? Like you, you read a script and then what do you do? And, uh, and he was like, I got to be honest with you. There's only been like, I'll read a script and I'll have to say to myself, like, do I want to do this because it's like, I'm, I'm like amazing art and I'm an artist or do I just want to make some money? And he's like, and more often than not, I will just make some money. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's. Fucking cool. I guess to be in a place where you can compromise yourself just to make a buck. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, fucking cool.
1: That sounds that's like just compromise
3: to at any point in time to make a buck.
2: If if I was an actor, I would probably like every other movie I made. I would make. I would do. I would. I would have no problem we making movies. To be an
3: actor to compromise your beliefs. No, I just God. I
0: just be at everything.
3: I don't care. Yeah. Well, I would just you compromise your beliefs right here and now. Brian.
2: If you ever wanted to make something like like if you had a passion project, you'd need money to make it. Right. So, I would it's have not no you problem compromise being compromise your beliefs. I compromise my beliefs all the time. Are you kidding me? I
0: believe in compromise.
2: Yeah. I put baking grease in my coffee. I don't right. believe in much. <laughs> Like the sanctity of marriage um, and Santa. I think that's like, I believe in those two things. And the small of a woman's back. And, that and the, the books, scent of a woman. And that the books of Susan Sontag are overindulgent shit. <laughs> and long, slow, wet, hot kisses that last for hours.
0: This is a great quote from something I can't remember.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the... It's the, the speech from, uh, mm. it's the speech that I quoted in my senior year, uh, uh, research paper. Nice. Yeah. I started the, I started that out with in the first paragraph, of my research paper, I said both the words cock and pussy. I was very happy about that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fantastic. And a weird thing. uh, wandavision don't let me forget about my theory yes Yes. i think tell us about it let's do plugs first okay put the plugs in right here
1: uh hey joe yes hey um you want to talk about our boys over at waywardraven.com
3: oh
0: asap and mark
1: my guys you're well, fantastic. You know, you know, it's my favorite place to go for swag and gear and comic books and, and sweet merch. Uh, what's your favorite thing over at waywardraven.com? Uh,
0: probably one of their comic books like uh, The Ascendant
1: or Cignad. Mm-hmm. And where could we go to see those things?
0: You could find them over at waywardraven.com.
1: And let's say that you wanted to get a certain amount of money off your order. What if we had like a promo code or something?
0: If there were such a promo code, and I'm not saying there's not, it would be Neckbeard.
1: I like it. So go to waywardraven.com, put in a hypothetical promo code Neckbeard, get a certain amount off your order of sweet merch, and support our guys. You won't regret it.
2: For those of you who have been watching Wandavision, uh, stick around. We don't do a lot of spoilery stuff. We don't do a lot of spoiler warnings on this show, but I'm going to give a spoiler warning here. So everything from here on, if you stay, I don't fucking care. Don't fucking at me. You know it's going to happen. Spoilers.
3: At us and say hello. Yeah, go ahead and at us. I don't okay. care.
2: Have you guys caught up? Are you are you caught up? I believe no. I've.
0: I have seen only the first episode and I don't care enough to be. You can spoil me.
3: It's you fine. You slut. Yeah. You're a slut dragon. Yep. I apologize to sluts out there. That was rude. Uh, I, it's real good, Joe. Joe, it's I was real joking. good. It's,
0: I, I believe it. I believe it. The first episode, uh, and, and I've been told the first episode and second episode really need to be watched together. And we just Maddie and I watched the first episode before we knew that. And we're like, I don't know if we have the second one in us. And then we just haven't returned.
3: It is was I uh, the only person who just straight up enjoyed the first episode or first two episodes without any other context.
0: Enjoyed the first episode. I just it was it was heady enough that I wasn't in a place that I felt like I was ready to do the second one.
2: Joe, first of all you know it's required watching for the continuance of the MCU. Yes. I do know. So you're either gonna have to watch it or just say, hey, that was a chunk of the MCU I didn't catch. Yep. And and you might have to explain to me why that made sense in a future movie.
0: Yep. So you know that then. So that I know well
2: I know you're aware of that.
0: Yep. 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 Secondly
2: it gets so exponentially better episode after episode after episode that I am like beyond pleased with the fact that we we took a year off of Marvel. Oh no shit! Yeah, all right. I, Rob, am I am I out of bounds there no, at it all?
3: I I mean I I liked it from the get, but I would absolutely agree that it's it is continuously ramping up to just being better and better. And and um, not just that, but
2: it is like like my new aesthetic is WandaVision theory crafting. That's like, that's the new thing that gets me off is where is this fucking show go? It could be so many different answers at the end of this. Um, as of now that I really, and I would like of the five different things it possibly could be fuck, I'm cool with whatever one they
0: fucking choose. Is it because it's, do you think at this point, is it going to be a limited series or is it going to have multiple seasons?
2: I think this is a this is a chance of maybe being just a one season. Yeah, oh, I, think it, I, think, I think it's going to be a limited series. As that well.
0: peaks my Do interest
2: you? a lot. I think so. Yeah, I, I think and <laughs> I, it's it's very it seems very foundational for the MCU going forward.
3: Yeah, I think wow. this is segueing or going to segue right into multiverse of madness. Yeah. Yes.
2: That makes sense. See, I don't think... So Falcon Winter Soldier
3: comes out in March. Mm -hmm.
2: I I don't think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is really going to have anything to do with this. Right. No. Um, Not that the characters that are going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier won't somehow come into play with each other later down the road in whatever connected tissue universe this is.
3: Counterpoint, what was the place that... They had mentioned that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier were heading to in the trailer. Uh, it's, reason- the, uh, it's the, um... Uh, it's like uh, the, man, the is fucking, it, is like, it, uh, Pirate's um, fucking bay. Yeah, it's an island. Like- it's not Genosha, though. Right. It's, uh... But- so it's not Genosha, but I believe that if... Uh, it, but I believe that... I think, it starts with an, I think it starts with an M. You're probably right. Man. Uh, Manchuria. Um, it's not Manchuria. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember right, there were a lot of stories that revolved around mutants in that area. Um, so while it might not be something that has a direct tie-in we very well could see something where we start seeing some x-men crossovers cuz we've been waiting on more of that um waiting on a lot more of that with
2: Madripoor. yeah Madripoor. they're uh, go falcon and winter soldier are supposedly going to go to Madripoor
3: in right. in their show um so, so it's possible that we could start seeing more, more, um, super like like powered individuals, uh, showing up, um, and possibly seeding some of the, um, the X Men and, uh, Fantastic Four, um, materials that they they they've got access to now. Too well. Uh, Joe, are you sure you don't want spoiled?
2: No, by all means, spoil me. It's okay. Okay. At the end of episode five, which is the last episode we have, mm-hmm. well, first of all, Agent Park, Randall Park, Agent Wu from Ant Man and Ant Man mm-hmm, and the Wasp, mm-hmm. is a, a main character now in the MCU. I think not that he's taken over for Coulson, but
3: he is a he's the new like he's he's fill in but, for Phil Coulson, I guess. Correct.
2: Um, and Darcy from Thor. The Thor right. franchise
0: is back. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff saying that they need, like, a, an MCU X-Files. I yeah, like a, a spin-off series with those two.
2: Well, yeah. I, I, I wasn't being—they uh, talk a lot about cosmic radiation, which is what created the Fantastic Four. Sure. There's even a line that is said at the uh, S.W.O.R.D. base that uh, that they lost uh, a man to space flight during the SNAP. And that those people haven't came back real good chance. That's a reference to the fantastic four.
0: Oh yeah. hundred um, percent.
2: But in this latest episode, we find out that um, Wanda has basically been creating this alternate reality for herself. And then the door, there's a knock at the door and in her explaining to vision that she created this fake reality, Uh, the knock at the door, she says that she didn't do that. She's controlling everything in this anomaly, but she didn't have someone knock on the door. And when she opens the door, it's her brother, Pietro, but it's Evan Peters Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men franchise.
3: What? Specifically from Days of Future Past.
2: Yeah. So it's specifically the guy from Days of Future Past that played Quicksilver and he is her brother. So that made all of those Fox X-Men movies and Fantastic Four movies, Canon, just a different Instantly. universe. Yeah. So the theory is, do you remember watching Logan? Yes. And Charles Xavier was down in the dumps because he killed all the mutants with the Westchester, with the Cerebro incident at, at the, the, his school. Yeah. Mm-hmm he didn't kill the mutants when Wanda crossed faded those two realities, the mutants from one reality all went to another reality. Except for Logan and Charles Xavier, because they were in the movie Logan. So they didn't leave that reality. And so there wouldn't be a Wolverine. In the MCU. There wouldn't be a Charles Xavier in the MCU unless they got a Wolverine and Charles Xavier from yet another Marvel Galaxy. Right. Or another another multiverse, another universe. But that would allow them to reuse all the mutants from X-Men First Class.
0: Is this your theory? This is my theory. Okay, I'm into it. I like it a lot. It
2: would it would allow them to use all the mutants from X-Men First Class. It would allow them to bring Deadpool in because we know that they're in the same universe because they had that scene in the Deadpool movie. Right. It would allow them to um, use all of those actors that were already created.
3: You love again, people already. Actor.
2: Well, and people already. People already know who they are, and so we might see Sophie Turner's Jean Grey or Maisie Williams' Wolfbane
3: from the New Mutants in the MCU. Somewhat related. Did either of you guys ever watch Dark Phoenix? Was that a thing that happened? Dark Dirk Phoenix? Dirk Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Phoenix.
2: I have seen bits and pieces of it. I have never seen the movie fully all the way through. I mm. forgot it was a
3: thing that happened. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't bother with it either. I also haven't seen New Mutants. I still haven't seen that one. and I'm more interested okay. in seeing that than I am. Dark Phoenix. Though I feel like I should probably give both a try.
2: It's been neat going back and watching all the, uh, I mean, like watching the original X-Men with like Anna Paquin's moody emo rogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So weird. Such a weird. It's like my favorite X-Men. What did you and, expect? The yellow spandex?
3: So
2: yes. Yes, that's exactly what I expected. God, I love that's... Rogue. Man, Rogue, I had the hots for She's that your age. Rogue in the the x-men cartoon show who is anna paquin Mm -hmm. she's 37 she uh born in 82 so i did not know that yeah i thought she was older than well she is older than me by like eight months yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i would have thought she's older than me newsflash right she's older than you i thought she she was was like a decade older than you yeah she was in her 40s Till the snap. Well, till the snap. Or to the, the blip. Or yeah, it's blip. I don't mm. know. Ugh. I don't know
3: if you call it the, the bloop. The bloop? Yeah. The blump. The blump. Mm. it's a song verse. The, that's a song verse? Yeah. Speaking of things that are worse, uh, did you guys <laughs> see that Gina Carano is no longer played by yeah. films? No longer. Kevin be, Hart? The
2: heart? Kevin Hart is in Hobbs and Shaw.
3: Oh yes. yeah. He no, said I
2: everything.
0: So. I think it's actually part of his and the rocks contracts. They have to be in every movie together now. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. Gina Carano, uh, man, uh, you know, I just read a thing on Twitter basically said that she had every opportunity to exit off the interstate. She could have just stopped <laughs> blogging. She could have not, but instead she decided to double down on everything.
3: Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. and uh how do you just how do you just you're you're on the cusp of getting your own series yeah dude she
2: was like i was telling you earlier she was big on parlor um uh when it seemed like every like when everybody was moving to parlor mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh she was she was big on parlor talking about how she can go there and speak her mind freely um without but listen uh as we're all finding out, go on, Queen. Words have consequences. What's that line? Oh, uh, well, would you look at that—the consequences of my own actions.
3: Yes. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, like you said, I mean, Joe, you, you nailed that. You were on the cusp of like you were going to have your very own Disney Plus show.
3: You were set for not not that she's not set for life, but like no, but she she had a chance to go down as like like that's
2: big Star Wars canon there when you could say like you're a character that had its own show. Oh yeah, you're you're that big of a character in the Star Wars universe, and now you'll just be
0: you just off screen. You're going to be taken to Mandyville and then shot.
2: Yeah, you probably they probably just won't reference her ever again. Yeah, she'll just be she'll be Mandyville. It's a big universe. It's a big <laughs> universe. It is a big universe. What a dunce cap. Sucks. Yeah. Fucking. I ahead. think there
0: was something I was going to say. Oh yeah. 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 Me ha Hi. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Me reaping. What the fuck? No. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh
2: shit. I like that reaction.
0: One of my favorite things on the internet right now. Me sewing. Me reaping. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fucking hate. Rob, what are you geeking on this week?
3: Oh shit! Uh, minis and uh, wargaming and stuff. I've got uh-huh. uh, paints and whatnot in, and all of like most all of my uh, my hobbying tools and kits uh for for like starting things and stuff um in terms of like model assembly and painting them and and basing them and stuff uh i am currently in the process of deciding whether i'm going to pull the trigger on Star Wars Legion or Warhammer uh first but i will likely end up playing both of those if i know myself yeah. Yeah, you'll just buy both. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably both, <laughs> probably in rapid succession of each other. Um, but in the meantime, while I'm waiting on pulling the trigger on those, um, Ashley had gotten me uh, some uh, Star Wars uh, ship miniatures that I've been in the process of assembling. Uh, so I'm currently yeah, working. Great! Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, no, they they they're a lot of fun to assemble. I they're they're pretty easy and i'm looking forward to doing some more complex ones i've got a star destroyer that i'm going to be working on here soon that's uh wow yeah i'm pretty stoked about them so yeah miniature shit hobbying and whatnot ryan what about you oh what about um
2: okay so i've been trying to listen to uh the way of kings uh Mm -hmm by Sanderson in the uh, it's the uh, stormlight archive book one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well read. Um, I think I'm finding out though. And I, cause we've talked about a lot, like with Dune. Um, and I think the only reason I got through the Silmarillion was because I like, I made myself get through the Silmarillion. Right. It's like my brain turns off when I'm reading like, real involved high fantasy Mm -hmm. um and i know it's it's not like a lack of intelligence or reading comprehension or something like that it's just i don't know what it is i can't and maybe it's because i haven't i actually haven't sat and read a book in a long time Mm. and i don't know if maybe it's my lack of doing that and maybe i just listening to it i can't do it this be. book is this book is really good, but it's I've had enough for about two weeks. It's forty five hours long. I think I've got forty three hours left. It's
0: and when you, a real dense beginning, it's real dense beginning. Is it all world building? Is that why it's? It's so a different?
2: lot of world building, yeah. and it's names. I also don't like a lot of the like. There's it's one of those things where they they put a ton of names at you. Names of gotcha. people, names of places, names of events. And they're yeah. all like Tashnajnovir, like mm. one less syllable, two less syllables, and I'll be able to just keep ahead. head on. I And I just made that one up, but it seems right. like that's the names of everything. And it's like, fuck. And when you put that against like the Dresden files, it was like one of them's eating soup with a spoon and the other one's eating soup with a fork. It's like,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck. Right, I get that. Well, especially when you're driving, it's so easy for your mind to wander. To kind of wander. And like when I was listening to Dresden Files, I didn't pick my fucking phone up. I just
2: listened and was like, yeah, next, you know, next chapter. Let's I can't wait to keep going. And with this one here, everyone's like, I'll switch to Spotify for a while. Just listen to some fucking music. Uh, I'll just turn everything off and drive for a little bit. I'll be listening and I'll also be on Facebook. And it's like, fuck, I just maybe I'm not into it. I don't know. But I am into it because it's it's interesting it's just a fucking hard read um so what i'm getting to is what i'm geeking on currently and i had to take a break from that book and i i found um the book um excuse me i'm trying to find my notes here your excuse um and i don't know why it's uh it's called i wanted to get the 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 tagline it's stamped um, racism, oh, yeah. anti-racism, and you, and it's it's a remix. It's like a rewrite of a book of the same name, um, by Ibram X. Kendi, and it's rewritten and read to you by Jason Reynolds, whom I think might be the smartest man on the face of the earth. Um, it's I found it free on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I saw that you shared that in the uh the chat. It's 4 hours and 11 minutes long. Um hmm. it's another it's, person who happens to be almost your age. Who, Jason Reynolds? Yeah, December 6th, yeah.
2: 1983. Yeah, he's a uh uh yeah, and 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 you know like you have him and then you have guys like like Aaron I'm like 6 days older than Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Huh. and when you think of how much like we're the ex- like the three of us are the same age i've accomplished nothing <laughs> And you got he's a multiple mvp winning super bowl winning quarterback who will go in the hall of fame and jason reynolds is like the poet laureate of the united states and smart as smart as fucking smart could be and has a way of speaking to you that you instantly understand what he's saying without any contradictions or questions. And I—that that is such an amazing thing to have somebody, like, explain a highbrow concept to you, like systemic racism. Yeah. And you're able to, like, get it completely unbiased, unabashedly. You just fucking understand exactly what he's saying. Fantastic. And, yeah, and that's why Ibram X. Kendi acts Jason... Reynolds to, to kind of rewrite his book for a uh, younger generation for kids. Um, I don't think I was the target audience of this book. Right. I think I'm I think I'm older than the people he wrote it for. Um but man, is it uh is it required reading, as far as I'm concerned. And it should be it should be what is, you know, Rob and I were talking about required reading today at work and about how like all three of us love to read right but when i read i want to read the things i want to read right or i want to know at least and i think rob this was your point this morning you want to know why you're reading this yeah like why is catcher in the rye required for me to read and if you can sell me on that then i'll read catcher in the rye right but if you can't I tell me why i'm go doing a it book anyway and if you can't tell me why I'm doing it, then why the fuck am I doing it? Yeah. Right. So
3: this should be, um, like George. Orwell should be in being the Really good at blowing up fascists. <laughs> Correct. I Someone I'd just a told me. I'd have read 1984 and Animal Farm back and to I, back.
0: And I liked 1984, but that didn't mean it didn't suck.
3: Yeah, exactly. I liked I don't everything have back to then. read it. If you would have told reading. me that to reading was home, my identity,
0: like a horse girl, but a boy with books,
3: right? Exactly, <laughs> like a horse girl. I was a book boy.
2: <laughs> you're you're absolutely stacking the deck in these show titles today. By the way, I was a book boy.
3: <laughs> but now oh, man. I'm a but man. now I'm a
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, long story short, I am really geeking on Stamped uh, Racism, Anti-Racism in You by Jason Reynolds and Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. It is uh, it should be in the hands of every single eighth grader. Uh, I think that's probably the perfect age. It might. I think that would be the perfect age to put this book in a kid's hands. Nice. White, black, Latina, whatever. Doesn't matter. It should be read from it. Everyone should read this book.
0: In short, it's only four four hours, dude. Four hours. I
2: finished it. I finished it in a day. Yeah, um, and like I said, and it's it's a heavy topic, obviously, right? But it is um, it's uh, read uh, and written in a way that makes it, like I said, it's just uh, it's instantly understandable and entertaining at the same time. That's, that's amazing. So that's what I'm geeking on this week. Nice. Uh, Joe, how about you, man?
0: I uh, I feel like I haven't had a whole geek this week. But if I had to pick one thing, um over at uh this freaking show, Travis and I are doing for this season our our special like segment is we're doing we're calling it uh freakin' book club the fn book club uh and so we're reading the Phantom Toll Booth together mm-hmm. which I've never read before I I don't know if you've ever read it. Um we're just doing a chapter a week and it is like it's another really short children's book uh and and like the first chapter is like three four pages it's very short um but really really good and i wish that i had read it before um it's it's about a kid as far as i can tell it's about a kid who's really bored he's kind of uh spoiled um he reads to me like maybe he's got a little bit of adhd um and he's never really content he doesn't you know if when he's at school he wants to be home when he's home he wants to be at school when he's when he's walking he wants to be sitting when he's sitting he wants to be walking you know and he he gets home from school one day and his parents aren't around and and all of his toys look boring and he sees a box and inside the box is uh, a set where he can build his own toll booth which is like a weird toy for a kid but he builds this toll booth And there's like uh, a set of rules that go with it. And he's like, I've got nothing better to do. It's a rainy Tuesday afternoon. So he gets in his like toy electric car and he drives through the toll booth. And I think he's going to end up going on like a a Narnia esque adventure on the other side of the toll booth arm where uh, there's like great puns. Like there's a there's a character called the watchdog. And it's a dog whose body is like a giant wristwatch. Mm. Um <laughs> it's stuff like that. I, I, I think it's gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm at this point literally only one chapter in. Um, but it's it's just the kind of like uh I'm not gonna have to work hard to do this fun thing uh that I think I need right now.
3: Hmm. Well, been, eh?
0: Yeah.
2: That's coincidentally that book is when Sean Astin got cast as Samwise Gamgee. Mhm. He thought he was cast to play a role in The Phantom Tollbooth.
0: Oh, no kidding.
3: Mhm.
2: It wasn't until he like got like the script that he was like this is not The Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he had never read Lord of the Rings, so it was like he had to crash read, like, on his way to New Zealand.
0: mm that's, some that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? Especially when you're right. trying to, like, like, what's my character's motivations? Uh, right. How does Samwise hold himself?
0: Is he a hard foot? Is he... <laughs> right, exactly. You're reading the fucking, the appendices of the fucking... Right. Uh, well, the first hundred chapters of Fellowship are all about the differences between different kinds of hobbit.
2: Right. And then suddenly you <laughs> find yourself somewhere over the Pacific reading Sir Giles of Ham. Right. And you're, you're wondering what the fuck is wrong with your life.
0: <laughs> and then finally it's like, oh, yeah, and there was this one guy. His name was Took. He probably fucked a fairy, and uh, his grandson was Bilbo. Right. And then they invented golf. Right. <laughs> By the way, here's a wizard. His name's Gandalf. Frodo's been waiting for him. And action. <laughs>
2: uh, and my so is my name Sam or Samwise. Both. Fantastic.
0: Well, I found that Tumblr post again of uh, of of how Tolkien wrote the story where he he pretended to translate it from Hobbit into west into uh from from what, what is it west not west rosie weston yes into english into old english and then old english into modern english amazing i've never seen that oh um, let me go find it for you and i'll share it do. To the, the group chat
2: please do and for those of you listening you'll never
0: see it because yeah, i'll enjoy this audio medium fuckers.
2: i'll promise to put it in the show notes and then i won't you know yeah. like a liar like a liar, and that's a nickel for John Mulaney's is wish
0: that the fund. First, is that the first nickel for John Mulaney's sock? Oh God, I'm sure. Not <laughs> this on. season, were, I mean,
2: if you were to go back and audit every episode, I bet we owe him a lot of money.
0: Yeah, no, I mean this season. Just I don't oh, remember this making a joke. Possibly, possibly this season.
2: Anyway, if you liked what you listened to and you want to hear more of it and you want to help us out, <laughs> you can do that by going to. um the uh, purple icon on your phone, which is the uh, Apple podcast app, I guess you could give us a five-star review and then also write a written review. And this week, tell us what cryptocurrency you would buy if you had a stimulus check.
3: And if you want to, I guess, talk more about cryptocurrencies and shit. Uh, you can find us on the socials, on the Twitter machine and Facebook uh, by searching GeekCast live. And you can also check out the website that I made for us. It's Vilepress.com. Rob made that website in if case you didn't, didn't
2: know. I didn't make that
3: website. Probably. It's a nice website. It's a website. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to help put nickels in our socks. You can do so over at <laughs> patreon.com slash geekcast live, or you can buy your own socks to put nickels in at gcl.threadless.com.
3: That's gcl.threadless.com. Gcl.threadless.com. You said that like you were like a Catalonian.
0: Yeah, I thought we were going to mm. sing for a second. <laughs> I did too. GC, <laughs> a hymn. Yeah.
2: Call your grandparents.
1: What Hey everybody, as always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, you know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy Sam Ulstercaster, uh Cap Williams, Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, a man fans. My man Rondo, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily. Um, who else we got? Somebody said, oh, well, yeah, Old Blimpy, Clamperman. Coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, We couldn't do this uh, C-graded product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G. Snarkle Flap. And the Hoosie.